Whether you're in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management provides clarity through the complexity with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information and start your financial journey with comfort and security today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome to the Financial Wake Up Call podcast. I am Vin Abenu, just merely rolling out the red carpet or rolling out the beach blanket here as we're getting closer to summertime for Dave Crossin, who will guide you on that financial journey for the beach season, for the summer season, and uh, for the rest of the year ahead. Of course. What's going on this week, Dave? Okay. Thank you, Vin, as always, and thank you uh, for everybody listening to this podcast. Uh, Today is an important topic. I would like to think every topic that we put out uh, on these podcasts is important, but this one in particular, uh, I really wanted to get into some detail on, and this actually came up with a conversation I had with a client. And my client was concerned about when she passes away, how my children can receive their benefit or their inheritance. And I started thinking a little bit about, you know, how most people have no idea how to receive an inheritance. What do I mean by Mm. that? You know, for example, Vin, let's say I passed away and I'm leaving everything to you. I might have a retirement account. I may have stocks and bonds. I may have a home. I I may have a car. And you're thinking, okay, well, just give it to me or cash it in and I'm on my way. There you go. Here's the hiccup, though. Oh, boy. Certain assets like a retirement account would have pre-tax money in it, meaning, let's say, with a 401k the person owning it, myself, me, myself and I, I had this account and I um, had all these contributions and there was growth. And let's say I pass away and it's worth $100,000 and now you are the beneficiary of it. That $100,000 has never been taxed. Mm. No, it hasn't been. Okay. So the issue is, let's say the beneficiary decided to just do a distribution on the whole thing. All right. Well, the hiccup with that would be the whole thing would be taxable. Mm. It would be as if you made $100,000 in that given tax year. What I find, Vin, is for a lot of people, when they receive an inheritance, they just may not know the difference. They didn't have a conversation about it, and it's all new to them. So their logic is to just cash it in and move on. What I like to do is with people that, for example, beneficiaries of an account that say my clients have, have that conversation with them, assuming of course the parents are okay with this, usually it's in a group setting, is to explain what they can expect. Gotcha. In other words, like with the pre-tax money with an IRA, a 401k, Mm. what their options are. Currently, Vin, for an IRA, you have up to a 10-year period as a beneficiary. Again, I'm talking about going to children, not to a spouse. A spouse could most likely continue that on for their life. But for a child, 
receiving an IRA, they have up to 10 years okay. to be able to claim it. So what does that mean? Well, each year there's a certain amount, a required distribution amount that must come out as a distribution. But the key thing about this is by the 10th year, that money would have to be completely withdrawn, a distribution for the whole amount. For a lot of people, they don't know what the best thing to do is. They may think, well, let me just pull it out now as a full distribution. Again, as I mentioned, that would be taxable on one year. The nice thing about at least being able to stretch it out is you can kind of look at, okay, during this time period, taking it out in a way that it's not as big of a tax bite, that it doesn't increase you to a level that you're paying the most tax on this money. As long as you take out the required amount each year, you would have flexibility on the remaining amounts to take out. So number one, what I like to look at as, you know, a distribution to the beneficiaries and if possible, have this conversation ahead of time with my client's beneficiaries, assuming it's their kids in this example that I'm putting out there, is to make them aware of that option. Now, let's say they're not aware of it, their parents pass away, is to at least have this conversation. The last thing I'd want to see happen is somebody just does a full distribution, at least isn't aware of what they could have done to be able to take the distribution over that 10-year period. Now, let's say a client has passed away and they had an annuity and it wasn't a retirement account. It was with after-tax money. They put money into an annuity. Uh, they would have a five-year period. The beneficiary that would uh, receive this money as part of an inheritance would have the same distribution ability, but instead of it being 10 years, it would be five years. Again, same thing applies that they would have to make sure that within that five-year period that they did the distribution on that annuity. And again, anything above the cost basis, example, let's say again, it's 100000 The client put in uh, 50000 Now it's up to 100000 That beneficiary when they do the distributions, that first 50 would be taxable because that's gains in the account. And then the principal, there wouldn't be a tax on it because that's after-tax money uh, that they wouldn't have a tax on. But those profits in the annuity, in this example of a non-qualified annuity, there would have to be tax on that. And again, that individual would have up to a five-year period. And typically, then what ends up happening for an annuity paperwork would be sent to the beneficiary and it would outline different options. Of course, a lump sum would typically be available where they could pull the whole thing out. Again, the profits on the annuity would be taxed at that time, but having the ability to at least over a five-year period to be able to take those distributions. And again, that's a conversation to have with somebody to look at what is their tax consequences at that time. Mm. Does it make sense to stretch it out for that time period because you want somebody to know what their options are. The other piece to it too is now we have the after-tax money. The after-tax, it could be a savings account. It could be a checking account. That money has been taxed each year by the person who originally owned it. And the example we're using today is, let's say uh, a parent has this money, they pass away, they've named their children as the beneficiaries that money would go to them. And because it's been taxed every year, it would be part of an inheritance in that there wouldn't be an additional tax. That's principal dollars. Okay. Okay. And so for that situation, they would receive it. They could do what they want with it. 
Now let's talk about, say, stocks, say, bonds, say, mutual funds. I'll use an example, Vin. Mm. Let's say um, I bought stock for 10000 and now it's worth 100000 Well, mm. good job. Great there job. There we go. Okay. <laughs> now I pass away and say I'm leaving it to my children. In this example, that $90,000, that profit, what happens when I passed away, that could be read at what they call the date of death value. So now my cost basis, or I should say for the beneficiaries, their cost basis would be the date of death value. So let's say they turned around and sold it, their cost basis in that example would not be the 10,000, it would actually be the 100,000. So assuming it's at a similar value when they sell it at the date of death value, there wouldn't be a tax consequence. Mm. Again, having that conversation, making sure people are aware of those benefits. And one thing I do see that happens, unfortunately, is people in their lifetime, they'll gift an asset to their children that has a lot of appreciation. And in a situation like that, let's say instead of uh, the stock itself, I pass away and I left it to my children, I decided to gift it to them in my lifetime. And you're thinking, well, that's very nice, David. Yeah, why not? They got the use of that money. <laughs> well, no, they got the use of that money while I was alive. Mm. The only issue, though, is they would pick up my cost basis. Ah. So consider this. 100000 it's worth now. I paid 10000 If I gifted it in my lifetime, right. they sell it. That 90000 of profit is capital gains that they would mm. have to pay because they're picking up my cost basis. The example I used before, if I had passed away owning that stock, now my children would receive the stock with the date of death value, and they wouldn't have those capital gains. Gotcha. Okay. So that's a great example of benefit for the beneficiaries receiving it at my passing. And the only way there would be any sort of capital gains above that is let's say they didn't sell it right away and the 100000 went to 150000 Well, yes, they would have uh, capital gains on the profits from the date of death value. Okay. All right. So in that situation, nice step up in cost basis to the 100000 but the additional appreciation after my passing, that's when they would have capital gains. And if it's within the first year, it would be whatever their income tax bracket is at that time. If it's beyond a year, it would be considered capital gains, long-term capital gains rates up to 20%. Mm. But again, the nice thing about it, they receive that money with all of my original profits or unclaimed gains okay. in it. Children received it at the date of death value. Not that I want to pass away. and We that, need that, you, yeah, Dave. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but my point being is like items like that for beneficiaries to receive assets, to receive their inheritance, I highly suggest that, say, your son, your daughter, have a conversation with the parent's financial advisor. Now, again, some parents may not want that. They may be like, you know what, when they receive it, that's on them. It's the job of the financial advisor to properly explain what the options are. Mm. Some people are more private. My thinking is, if everybody's comfortable with it, is to have the conversation ahead of time so everybody's aware, number one, of certain advantages like I'm talking about. Number two, that the beneficiaries fully know where everything is. I 
like a itemized booklet is so important in my opinion to write down where everything's at the let's say bank accounts brokerage accounts iras fully itemize it out so let's say something happened to mom or dad and you didn't have this list and let's say they weren't getting paper statements well how would you know about where the account is or Good what's question. in it and you know things like that and it's amazing insurance companies there's millions and millions and millions one more time millions of dollars <laughs> of insurance policies that are never claimed just because wow. people didn't know it existed wow so think of it this way let's say your parents left you a certain amount in an insurance policy okay and you don't didn't know it existed unclaimed you didn't know it was there the insurance company you didn't have any contact with them could be missing out on something there it is so I think that's very important that that conversation uh, between the parents and the children, uh, if they're comfortable having that conversation to do it, if not for whatever reason to make sure there is either an introduction or the parents are fully aware of who the advisors are, the financial advisor, the estate planning attorney, and then any tax issues, the CPA. When it gets to a situation where the children don't know where to go, you know, where's the will, who's the financial advisor, where the accounts are, it can be a big mess. And that's one thing we would try to avoid just with full disclosure where everything is out. One last thing, and we'll wrap this up then. There are certain accounts that have certain death benefit options that children may not be aware of or another financial advisor may not be aware of if a thorough look at or should say review at all the assets uh, does not take place. For example, there are certain bonds that have survivor option features that upon the passing of the individual, let's say in my situation, I bought a bond for 10,000, I'm getting 4%. At my passing, it's now worth 8,000. If the bond has a survivor option feature, my beneficiaries could exercise that and get back the original 10,000. The hiccup is if the advisor doesn't take that extra step to look into that feature to make sure it's there. For example, let's say an account is transferred out and it's a new advisor and they are not aware that this has a survivor option feature. And for the person receiving it, they may say, you know what, just sell it. I want the proceeds. And instead of getting the 10,000 for exercising that feature, they sell at the open market, they get 8,000. There are little things that are so important. And for clients that I work with that purchase these bonds for two reasons, they want income for their needs, but also to protect the legacy for their children. If that conversation is not had with the children, let's say they decide to just transfer that money out to another financial advisor and that extra step is not taken to look into that, a lot of money could be lost mm. for that simple reason. So I'm a firm believer in full disclosure, for parents, if they are comfortable getting their children involved in what will eventually be the legacy, the money that they will receive, and that they are fully aware on how to receive it, what is the best way, what is the best way tax-wise, and the best way to maximize the benefit if there are certain features that will enhance the death benefit upon the passing of the owner, in this case, the parents, and the money going to the children. And that is my example. I'm just putting it out there. Right. It's a good conversation to have so that not only the parents that have worked so hard to accumulate all this money, 
but also make sure that it's there's a maximum benefit that goes to their children and in the most cost-efficient way, as well as reducing as much tax as possible. There you go. And there it is. Well, Dave, for people who want to discuss this and what to look out for, how to, um, you know, I guess let everybody in their family know what's going on and figure out what to do from there, how can they discuss all of this and, and more with you at Shoreline Wealth Management? Well, I'm glad you asked. There we go. Okay. So number one, you can give us a call at 732-902-7880. Of course, visit us at shorelinewealth.com. We have offices in lovely Manchester and Manahawkin. There it is. You know what? Weather's nice right now. We're, Come on get, out. We're getting some 70-degree days, There's a little a nice sunshine. nice porch on the Manchester office. Ah, there it is. I like it. There you go. Enjoy a little conversation outside. Of nice course. day. What's better? A little breeze. Have those discussions with Dave over at Shoreline Wealth Management. Dave, another great podcast in the books. Thanks again, my friend. My pleasure. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal advice. Please consult your legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Whether you're in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management understands that you're more than your money, and they strive to help you realize your best life as they align your finances with your goals. Best of all, Shoreline's straightforward approach will include you in the process. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor committed to helping you weather life storms. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA. SIPC.